327-0888. Give a call. Talk sports. Uh, throwing out ideas this morning. David Teal's basketball predictions for the ACC. Meet <laughs> your brothers on TV. Uh, in, in order, you know, the order of finishing the ACC. I go. I really uh, do enjoy uh, his columns. There's a reason he's in the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame. <laughs> that is uh, David Teal, now, with, of course, been with the Times Dispatch for a couple, three years now, I think it feels like. I think so. Anyway, I enjoy his columns. I, I really do. And he had a, he, he had a good preview of the uh, ACC uh, and the order of finish. And uh, one, of the, one of the notes he said, you know, what was it? He said the last 14 years, um, Duke has been up there predicted to finish. I don't want to misquote him, Don. I don't want to do that. But I can't remember the number of years. All I did was I saved the order of finish. I didn't save his whole column. Uh, anyway, I wish I had now. Maybe I can still dig it out. But the bottom line is, you know, Duke has uh, only won two regular season titles in the last X number of years. And that's where I'm falling down here is that I, I don't know if it was 14 years or 10 years or 11, 10 or 11 years, somewhere in that category. But uh, anyway, it was, it's, it's, it's always fun and good and informative. And you learn things when you read uh, David Teal's columns. And uh, so we'll get to that in a few minutes about the order. It's media day down in uh, Charlotte, Greensboro, uh, down North Kakalaki. And so that's the deal there. Uh, the Rangers have rolled in the World Series. They they pummeled Houston in Houston, eleven four and I think nine to two were the two games they came came to Houston again like the nineteen like the twenty nineteen World Series. Road team won every game in all seven games. Washington won uh, in Houston back in the twenty nineteen World Series. Houston won in Washington, and again that has been duplicated, which is I, you know it's to me it's kind of baffling that that happens, but that's sports and that's baseball. And so this series, Texas and Houston, Texas came to Houston to open two games in the series. They won two zip and five four. Houston went down to, or excuse me, went north to Arlington, Texas. I believe that's the home of the Rangers still, Arlington, right outside Dallas. For all I know, they might have moved to El Paso. It's their home, wherever they located. Uh, Houston beat Texas 8-5. They won 10-3. And then 5-4 in Altuve's uh, Jack in the ninth. Was it the ninth? Top of the ninth, I believe. When he hit his uh, three-run, it was a three-run dinger, 5-4 uh, in game five to give Houston that 5-4 lead, the 5-4 win and the 3-2 lead going home. You think, well, they're going to win one of them. <laughs> Not so quick, Jones. 9-2 and Sunday night and 11-4 uh, last night. And I expect Dusty Baker to hang up the, uh, the head, the, of uh, course, the cap on his head, the cleats and that sort of thing. Uh, last night, Arizona won. Yesterday afternoon, Arizona won 5-7. No, slow down. 5-1. Arizona 5. Philadelphia 1. Yesterday, late afternoon, into the evening in Philadelphia. And Game 7, Game 7 last night, Game 7 tonight, it does not get any better than that. Game 7s. It'll be 8.07 tonight. And yes, you guessed it. You guessed it. You got it right if you were thinking, hey, wait a minute. The game will be heard here tonight, 8.07, Diamondbacks at the Phillies. Uh, pre-game will begin if they're following. Yes, I was going to say 7.30. Thank you. 
Uh, so that's the story there. NBA gets underway tonight. It's a long, long way to Tipperary. And the regular season ends in mid-April. Lakers at Denver tonight, 7.30. You knew that would be a matchup marquee name like L.A. Lakers. Going against the defending champion Denver Nuggets, the Nuggets. Wow, it just seems like we were just talking about them back in June. And I know that's four months ago, uh, but it doesn't seem that long ago. But there it is. The Lakers and the Denver Nuggets uh, are playing in Denver tonight, 7.30. And then Phoenix, who a lot of people like to win the West, will take on the Golden State Wires. And let's go to Reginald. Reggie, good morning. Well, I tell you what, them Texas Rangers brought the lumber out of them, man. They play better on the road than they do at home. Well, about, I think they hit another home run. So does, <laughs> so does Houston. They went 51-30 and 30 this year on the road. They went In, in the regular season, uh, they went 51-30. and 30. Uh, do the math. They won ninety games. They went thirty nine and forty two on the road. So yes, all season long, they played better on the a lot better. Twelve games better on the road than they did at home. Did the uh, the Houston Astros? Uh, Texas scored twenty runs in two games in games sixes and six sixes. I'll take a pair of sixes. Six and seven. Those two games they. Scored 20 and allowed Houston six. That's taking them behind the barn with a two by four and saying, Take your licks because here it comes, Hoss. You remember Rhode Island Red with that cartoon? Hey, dog, hey, dog, come here. He take that two by four. Hey, where about <laughs> Foghorn Laghorn's the name you're looking yes, for. Sir. And we'll be hearing from him later today, that's for sure. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Before we get anywhere, let me ask you this. Uh, yes, sir. This t- next year, and, and summer camp and all that, uh, should Washington hold on to Rivera? Should they elevate the enemy, or should there be a whole new coach coming in next year to Washington? Clean house. Everybody got to go. Y'all ain't got to stay, but everybody got to get the you-know-what out of here. They got to go. Got to go. It's not a, I mean, look at Texas. They brought a young stud in there that came from a winning program. And right now, the whole attitude has changed. They got to cleanse this thing. I mean, Eric Bannemi, you just pick up another offense coordinator job. I'm sorry, you know. Whatever reasons, people don't want to use the HC. That's just life. But you can make good money being an offense coordinator. So keep it moving, bro. There you go. got to clean. Wow, a little testy at the press conference yesterday, wasn't it? It doesn't the heat. <laughs> well, on a team that's three and four and lost to an zero and four team, the Bears at home, and lost to a one and five team that was averaging twelve points uh, a game, and a team that was allowing what in six games one hundred sixty seven points, you would think yeah. you would go in there and get a win. They lost to a zip and four. They lost to a one and five. As I've said before, Washington looks at the schedule. Oh, look who we got. We, we can win that. Look at who we have coming up. No, it's the other way around. Other teams look at the schedule and say, hey, look, we got Washington. We're going to get a win here. It's totally yeah. reversed from the way you think about it. Not you, but you as a collective. One thinks about this. I mean, yeah. they, you know, they lose to teams that are combined going in. One and nine. One and nine. Now, wow. what kind of winning percentage wow. is that those two teams have? Let me think. One divided by ten. I think it's a winning percentage of 100. <laughs> so, you know, it just gives yeah. you an idea of it's the only thing different about this team from the last 30 years is a, is there's a different signature on the bottom of the check. I agree. I agree. I mean, every time Magic Johnson speaks, 
people listening, I was kind of shocked. I kind of poo-pooed him being an owner, but it seems like um, he's being the pit bull behind the scenes on Twitter saying, hey, you guys got to tighten up. I don't like what's going on, and I guess they're going to listen to Magic. And they're trying to get a new – where the new stadium will be? You think they can they'll get it back home at RFK? I think they ought to build it in freaking Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, Canada. And I'm not kidding. (laughs) There's a town in Saskatchewan called Moose Jaw. Move these mothers out there because nobody gives a flying monkey's butt about them. At a certain point, you know, all is sold out. It's sold out at Washington. The new owners, they've been selling out to teams that are coming into play. People that are Washington fans are going to guess what? Not keep coming. You watch that game on Sunday, and, and when Philadelphia has a good play listen to the crowd they're gonna have a lot of barking beagles from philadelphia invading washington and that's that's what's gonna happen uh washington's uh, oh we're sold out we're there you know they're pumping it all up you know it's sea seashells and balloons up up and away as chuck no used to say guess what guess what the crowd will have a large contingent of philadelphia barking beagle fans and it's going to be embarrassing and that's that yeah that's not a good look no. But you got to do a Simon County at home. That's not a good look. <laughs> no. no, it's just that's – anyway, that's that. Uh, let me ask you another question, Hoss. Uh, who wins yes, game sir. seven tonight between the Phillies and Diamondbacks in Philadelphia? First time the Philadelphia Phillies have ever played a game seven, hard to believe, in a playoff or World Series game. Who wins that game? I think Philly pulls it out. Right. I yeah. really do. Yeah, they, they had that one shining moment. Game seven, I think uh, Mr. All-American is going to hit a couple of home runs and the, and the crowd's going to erupt. But if the Diamondbacks jump on the mirror like they did before, it might be a quiet stadium. <laughs> it might be a quiet cheesesteak ride. Oh, the, no, when, when Philadelphia starts running it up on them, or just, I mean, not playing them and scoring because they can't be stopped by Washington. Yeah. Uh, when that happens, Washington fans will leave. Uh, and the Philadelphia fans will be making even more noise and jumping up and down and happy, excited, and all that sort of thing. So it, it's just what we've come to expect, and it's not being negative. I'm not being a whiny, crying negative, nah, uh, nattering nabob of negativity here or anything like that. It's just a matter of what's real. If you, as a talk show host, you got to call it as you see it, as what you think is real. Well, I think why I'm not going to sit here and say I think Washington will win this game. My goodness, they should have every right to win. Blow it out your ears. <laughs> uh, they're going to be a long day for the Birds and Go and Dot Walking. If you think you get them a hard time, oh my God, Reese and Dot Walking and Fred Smooth, Jesus. Well, they they want to put Ryan Rivera out like yesterday. <laughs> well, he should never been hired. Yeah, he should never been hired. He shouldn't. He had. He had. Uh, well, I think Joe Gibbs even recommended blo- another blemish on his record. Uh, recommended him number one, number two, um, or at least he. If he didn't recommend him, at least he. He. Uh, what's the word? Uh, what's the word? Can't remember. He recommended. He recommended him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so he anyway. All right, young man. Appreciate the help and everything. Oh, I didn't help you. Just talking to you. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. And God bless our Coach Lou Anderson. May he rest in peace. And they're going to have a dedication <laughs> at John Marshall Football Field, I think, in a couple of weeks. Okay. And to honor him with the name. Right. God bless Lou. Let me know when and he gets God closer. Bless.
Uh, let me yes, know when sir. it gets closer. Yes, All right, thank you, partner. We're going to take a pause. Yes, sir. All right, thank you. Nine fourteen, and we will have um, tomorrow is John Day tomorrow. Oddly enough, we're getting to a spot here, but let me just tell you this. John Avert will join us for just a few minutes uh, talking about the A-10 and their uh, lineup of, pro- of projected finishes in the league. So we've got John Avert at A-20 for just a few minutes there. We have John Freeman, voice of the Cavaliers, at 45 and John Marcon at 9. <laughs> it's John Boat Day uh, tomorrow on Sports Friday. Stay with us. We're here till 10 o'clock. In talking sports, to call in. Let me know who you think should be. I'm not who you think should be as a, as the coach next year, but should they get rid? They will get. Should they get rid of Rivera, or will they keep him, or should they elevate the enemy, or should they get a whole new coach in? And then who wins the game seven tonight in the NLCS? All right, stay with us. This is Sports Phone on 1061 ESPN. I'm Big Al. Robert the Brutes on the other side of the glass. The phone number is always three two seven zero eight eight eight. Work week is tough. Make your day a little brighter with full-length podcast of all our shows and interviews. Available at ESPNRichmond.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Temperature up nine degrees since arriving here a couple hours ago. A couple hours ago? No, it's more than that. Pushing three hours. What am I talking about? 45 degrees outside right now. And beautiful morning. And we're going up to about low 70s, I believe, today. Um, it, it's 920. So we still have 40 minutes to go. Feel free to call in. I mentioned David Teal earlier in his, uh, his uh, column about ranking the order of finish. Put the order of finish in the ACC basketball. And surprisingly, I guess maybe not, I know the last uh, few years they've struggled to have the Irish. Got them dead last at 15th. We'll get to that. Let's get to the phones. Max, good morning. You know, we didn't talk about it yesterday, but uh, Virginia got Mac Brown again. You know, Virginia's been a thorn in Mac Brown's side his whole career. Even when he was down in Texas? Well, not well. I think they may have, no. He they didn't beat. They did beat Texas in the nineties. I don't think he was coaching them. No, they got beat by Texas right. in the nineties. They got beat by Texas. They lost to but Michigan, also, Texas, and Florida. Also, Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. They lost to Michigan. They lost to Texas. I think they lost to Florida State, or maybe it was the year they beat Florida State. And so one other team they were that was ranked that beat them. But they 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 gave uh, Michigan all they wanted. They gave Texas all they wanted. But they lost to Texas in the mid nineties. They beat Texas another year. That's fine. At home, I agree. On a Saturday night, I agree. They beat Texas another year at home. Okay, got it. But he wasn't coaching those. He wasn't coaching those games anyway. But when Mac Brown was in North Carolina, if you know Virginia history, and I, I assume you do, I'm not aligning you. Okay, Virginia used to beat Mac Brown regularly well, when he was when he was coaching Carolina. That 198 the 1996 game, Carolina was number six in the country. Leading Virginia thirteen three, late in the game, driving for uh, the game winning score at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and rather than just settle for a field goal, he tried to pass mm-hmm. the end zone. Of Virginia returned the ball hundred yards for a touchdown. There you go. The there you go. They've been beating. They've been beating Matt Brown. They beat some pretty good Matt Brown teams in the nineties, and I think they're three and three against them now since he got back. Well, good. So they've yeah. been. They've been beating Matt Brown pretty good. 
he's been beating Matt Brown pretty good. So congratulations, Cavaliers. Wanted to set the record straight. Buddy Ryan was not coaching Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, I missed that one. Yeah, Buddy sure. Ryan was. Buddy Ryan was run out of Philadelphia in 1990 by those same Washington Redskins. Yep. Beat him in the playoffs in Philly, in Philly twenty to dominated them twenty to six. Yeah, the bold body bag that game had game been the, the, that had been the body bag game earlier in the year when Brian Mitchell ended up quarterback in the uh, the Washington Redskins at the time. And then we got the yeah. playoffs ready to go up there and play them. And Joe Gibbs and the Redskins shut the mouth of uh, one Buddy Ryan and his bombastic bull. Go ahead. That was the game where Buddy said, "We're not even practicing for this game. We're, we're looking for the Sanford. We're." We're going. We're, we're looking ahead to the San Francisco game. Remember that? He said, "Like I think we're gonna we're gonna travel to San Francisco early because we're not even looking at this game." Buddy was a Buddy was a Buddy was a piece of work. Buddy was a piece of work. Of course, that was back in the day when you know Washington was was not a trap game like they are now. Washington is, but could be a trap game this week. They could be a trap game. They could. They could. They could give Philadelphia a hard time. Well, I think it'll be a competitive game. Let me let me ask you this in your gut: uh, Do you really think Philadelphia's going to lose at Washington? Uh it's a possibility. Yeah, it's a possibility. As, as loud, we we know Washington's not any good. Okay, we get it. They weren't any good last year in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we know they're not any good. I'm not saying they're any good. Okay? They should have lost the game. I was I was speaking with with your friend and mine, follow up, Freddie. <laughs> yesterday, and we both agreed. We both agreed that game should have been twenty-four-three Giants. Really, if 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 things had gone according to the way the game went, because because the Giants were dominant in this game. Yeah. I mean, Washington was lucky to even be you know to even to even have. For, we talked about yesterday for Dawson even have a chance to drop the pass. That was a, You, you got to make that catch. Everybody makes that catch. Now, I don't make that catch, but but you know NFL players. Make that catch, mm-hmm. okay. So, but anyway, to even be at that point, it had to be to be very fortunate. As far as uh, as far, I mean, Rivera's already gone. Let's not joke around about this. Rivera's already gone. But, I mean, the owner's not going to come out and be Dad Snyder about it and make ridiculous and land his plane on the field and curse him out at halftime or any of that stuff. But nevertheless, he's gone. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I it's going to be like it's going to be. Yeah. It's, it's going to be like Back to the Future. You're going to see pieces of his body start to disappear on the sidelines. <laughs> he, he's history. He's yeah. gone. Yeah. That's that. Now, as far as the World Series game, as far as the World Series game, okay, I'm not the World Series, the, in a, the uh, game seven. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the uh, with the Diamondbacks. Good. Okay. Good. It's almost as if you know, you know, so, you know, in prior to yesterday, prior to yesterday. In six home playoff games, Philadelphia had hit 17 home runs. And we're talking, we're not talking about hit 17, we're talking about crushed 17 home runs. It was almost as if they knew what was coming. So I think what happened is during the, during the three games in the Diamondbacks, possibly somebody from MLB went up in the center field at, the, at, at, at whatever the stadium, you know, the, the bank or whatever it was, uh, and uh, removed that camera. That was relaying signals. Down. I mean, there was something going on there. Philadelphia is a good team. They got a lot of good hitters. They don't hit home runs at that rate. I mean, these guys were waiting for pitches. And those Castellanos home runs were like tape measure shots. There was something funny going on there. And they weren't hitting home runs anywhere near that until the last game with the Diamondbacks. They had had something like in five, five away games, they hit like three home runs. 
Yes, they were. They were. It's like they were Babe Ruth's home, right? <laughs> then they go on the road and turn into. They go on the road turn into Charles Nelson Riley or something. So they couldn't hit anything. <laughs> so there's there's no. See, that was supposed to be funny. You're supposed to laugh. At that. Yeah, I'm laughing. I'm laughing on the you know, inside. Charles Nelson Riley. I I don't know who you know, he is. Charles yeah. Nelson Riley. Yeah. yeah, say it again. You're crying on the outside, right? No, I'm crying. I'm, I'm laughing on the inside. So anyway, all right, partner. No, I'm thinking this is. This is the first time. This is the first time I've called you two days in a row since the, since the glorious days of North Turner. Who <laughs> thought we would look back on the North Turner era and say those are the salad days? Who <laughs> thought we? Who's gonna suck Oh boy! <laughs> those are the salad days, Al. North Turner, the salad days. We were young when we were young and hopeful. Oh, uh, we were young. You know? Yeah, we were when young. We we were young. You're right we about that. And, and we were thinking. I remember so, on the sidelines with Steve Sands and talking about uh, he was jacked up. We beat the Niners at half and going to the Super Bowl. And, oh, well, he went on to golf. Oh, and God. That's all that. Hey, thank oh, you. God, Listen, that was, I was, well, yeah. Twice. Hey. God, that was, a, that was a great game. They, they almost won, and they were going to – they would just cement themselves as, the, as an up-and-coming team. Yeah. Wow. Hey, that listen, so, Max. We were so hopeful. We have to get to a pause. We thank what you for happened? calling. All right. Thanks for calling. It all fell apart. Uh, hey, listen, one other thing. Right, hey, should they, let me ask you one question. Quick, quick. Elevate uh, the enemy or get a new coach in altogether? I'm sad. I'm sad. And, uh, yeah, I don't care. Just give me one. Give me one. <laughs> Humor care. me. Which, I, I'm sorry. I... I I, I don't care. I really, I don't care. I'm sorry. All right. Thanks for the call, partner. Thank you. We got to roll. All right. We'll do that. We'll come back. A couple things to talk about. And one of them is uh, the ACC order finish, according to uh, David Teal. And there's one other thing. I, what's the other thing I want to get on here now? Doggone, I got to find it. We'll, I'll find it during a pause right here on 1061 ESPN. Stay with us. Today on ESPN Radio. The Arizona Diamondbacks and the Philadelphia Phillies head to a decisive Game 7 with a trip to the World Series on the line. Game 7 of the Diamondbacks and Phillies in the National League Championship. Coverage begins today at 7.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Invigorating design. There you go. Hot tag. There we go. That'll get you up out of your seats. Get on up. Hmm. All right. Well, that's that. Uh, we, we have uh, <laughs> Craig got up and shake the floor. I want to thank uh, Russ Houston for joining us this morning. I want to thank him for that. The uh, we, you know we looked at the top twenty-five a couple three weeks ago. You and I did, Robert the Bruce, and um, they were all from the Power Five conferences. Or in Notre Dame, independent, but you know you get the point there. Uh, this week's top twenty-five AP poll has three non-Power Five conference teams represented: Air Force at nineteen, Tulane at twenty-two, and James Madison at twenty-five. Liberty's number twenty-seven. Oh, by the way, so there you have that. And uh, your your Monarchs are headed up to Harrisonburg to play the aforementioned JMU Dukes. All right, uh, number fourteen. We'll go up the ladder here with David Teal, uh, Louisville number fourteen in his preseason uh, prognostication order of finish. Remember last year they went four and, eight and twenty-eight. Four and twenty-eight. Huh. Uh, worst record they've had in eighty-two years. Uh, Georgia Tech, number 13. 
Boston College, number 12. Florida State, ah, boy, they're taking a step back. Leonard Hamilton's a good coach. He's been there 21 years. He knows his onions, but and he's been there. He's been in the battles. He's been there and all that kind of thing. He, he's Usually they're up there contending, but, boy, they're down number 11 this year, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11. Pittsburgh, number 10. The Orange have a new coach as they forced out, of course, Jim Beheim. They didn't nudge him. They kind of said adio muchacho and that was that and i'm trying to clean it up uh they're they're oof, boy they're number nine number nine uh john uh, J- J- Beheim has been there since when 76 i believe 47 years 76 77 if you count the season that one is you know you started with that out and then you so it's always one more than the actual years. So he may have started in 77. Bottom line, he was there a long time. 47 seasons, I believe, Jim Beheim had been at Syracuse. And they nudged him out. That's, nudging out should be reviewed by a panel of, of people not affiliated with the school. <laughs> they don't nudge out legends. Uh, NC State is number eight. The Wolfpack. You got Casey Morsell still, who's there from transfer from UVA a year ago, or two years ago, and played last year, first year there. Virginia Tech, number seven. Uh, poor defense and rebounding, not to mention a rash of injuries. Well, the rash of injuries caused the poor defense and, re- and rebounding. Uh, is what happened, in my opinion. Uh, that's what ha- that's what happened. Anyway, it short circuited the Hokies last season, according to David Teal, which is true. He's accurate, obviously. Uh, I've got some transfers coming in. Uh, somebody from Collegiate, Robbie uh, B- Baran, it looks like, B-E-R-A-N, Northwestern. And he played colli- uh, Collegiate High School-wise. And then Tyler Nickel from UNC. Uh, yeah, they can make the tournament again, according to David Teal. Wake Forest, number six. Uh, there's a Richmond native, Efton Reed, a seven footer, two forty, that plays for Way Forest, or he's trying to play. He's a Gonzaga transfer, and they're trying to get him to be eligible this year. That could mean a lot for Way Forest. Number five, uh, the Clemson Tigers. Uh, some others have predicted a better finish, uh, but we'll see how they. You know, Brownell starts out well. Uh, he's there still because it's a football school, but with the year Clemson's having in football, they might look a little. The, the light might shine a little brighter on Brunel down at Clemson uh, this year. Like, wait a minute, our football ain't doing. We better get our basketball going. Number four, the Cavaliers of Virginia, only program to finish among the ace. Listen to this stat. This is a nice stat. Listen in on this one. The only program to finish among the ACC's top six. In each of the last dozen seasons, only one. Everybody else has finished below sixth. Now they've been up higher, and they've been they've they've either won outright or tied for first six times in the last ten seasons. So there you go. Uh, Reese Beekman back, and he'll be uh, he'll be in charge. Carolina with uh, Baycott, and of course from Richmond is there for his twelfth year this year. Why not? He's making good money. Why not stick around for 12 years? Uh, anyway, they've got them. they got a transfer from Stanford, Harrison Ingram. And they've got a, a good recruiting class. They're North Carolina. And it only gets worse the higher up we go. 
And so the Carolina projected third, Miami second. That's whom Virginia uh, tied with for the league regular season title last year was Miami, the former assistant coach at Virginia and George Mason, Jim Laranega. Great guy, great coach. And he's 74 now. That's hard to believe, but <laughs> time and tide, boys and girls, time and tide. You can find the rest of that in any kind of book of quotations or uh, that you'll want to find that in. Uh, I'm not going to give it to you. Time and tide. What do they do? What do time and tide do? You know, don't you? Like what? What about them? They like, don't wait for. They wait for no man. It's and you're comparing that them t- tied and tied to do. No, what I'm saying is that it's hard to believe. Laranega is 74. Oh, okay. Time and tide wait for no man. Okay. Duke is number one, and why not? I think they have their four top scorers coming back. They've got uh, four incoming five star prospects. Uh, how are they not going to finish first? Only way that Duke does not finish, Duke is Duke, is the only reason or how they don't finish first is if they get a rash of season-ending injuries. Duke is loaded. They beat Virginia in the ACC title game, but give credit to Virginia last year. They co-champions in the regular season and got to the final. Miami was co-champion, didn't get to the final, but hold the phone, Billy Bob, because they did get to the NCAA Final Four with Jim Laranega. All right, 74 years old, and that's what's kind of hard to believe uh, for me. Uh, NBA gets underway. I mentioned that tonight. Uh, there are two games, and then tomorrow there, uh, I'm not going to sit here and count them all, but I'd say a dozen games tomorrow night. And uh, the last one will tip off Portland and the Clippers at 10.30 tomorrow night. Uh, first game tomorrow night will be Atlanta and Charlotte, 7 o'clock tip-off, and just a plethora of games in between the opener and the curtain dropper tomorrow night. But tonight there are two, uh, Lakers, Denver, and Phoenix at Golden State. So NBA gets away. NHL is a rarity. I saw this this morning. All 32 teams are on the ice tonight, 16 games. Every one of them are playing tonight in the NHL. Now, was that done as kind of a tongue-in-cheek and having fun type of thing, pointing the finger at uh, a finger, not the, but a, at the uh, – at the NBA, hey, y'all are starting up, but guess what? We got everybody going at it tonight. And that begins tonight with Toronto dropping the puck at uh, at Washington at 6 p.m. The Caps and the Leafs play. And that'll be you know, every other team will play right on through to the last game starts. And the Flyers out in Las Vegas will be dropping the puck at 11 p.m. Uh, tonight. So within that five hour span, every team will hit the ice and play for keeps. And tomorrow, just one game in Washington at New Jersey at 7.30. Everybody plays and let's take a breather. And that's the way that's going in the NHL. And in football, college-wise, this, this Saturday, well, first of all, Liberty's playing again tonight. Remember, they played last Tuesday and they won. And they're playing again tonight. Uh, they're on the road in Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers. I believe is their nickname. Is it not the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers? Uh, I don't think it's Eastern. Anyway, Western. Anyway, regardless of all that, they're a four and a half point favorite over Western Kentucky at Western Kentucky. So there you have that. Virginia Tech will play in two nights, Thursday night, and they're hosting the Syracuse Orange, and that's a three-point spread for Virginia Tech. Just giving you that so you have an idea what the bookies think about what's going on. Uh, Not picking, not choosing, not advocating betting. Just telling you how it looks. Florida State's awakened a prohibitive favorite there on Saturday. Clem is at NC State, a 10-point favorite there. 
Uh, Louisville hosts Duke, four and a half point favorite. Miami uh, in Virginia, the Lockhorns down in South Florida, 18 and a half point. A prohibitive favorite, Miami is over Virginia. Uh, probably. And Pittsburgh will travel to South Bend. Notre Dame, again, a very heavy favorite. Ohio State plays Wisconsin. They're number three. I'm looking for teams. Georgia, uh, Georgia had off last week, I think, didn't they not? They did. Yeah, so they're playing. I'll look for their – whoever they're playing, they're going to be favored. Points set match. They've got a big one this weekend. Florida, uh, yeah, Florida and Jacksonville. Just because of the history. Yeah. And Florida's not terrible, five and two. uh, And those games go wonky. They they have a chance to do that. They, uh, I, I certainly would take Georgia. I would. Uh, I'm not talking points. Just Georgia will win the game. I think you feel the same way. Ohio State, uh, 14 and better than Wisconsin. And here we go. Last one we're going to give you. We're just talking about it. Just throwing games of interest at you. And uh, that would be uh, uh, James Madison. You know the line, I take it. Yeah, 17 and a half. Uh, that's where it opened. At least I've got on my sheet here. Uh, it's gone to 18 and a half. It's, what's the difference? 17 and a half, 18. You're picking the fly crap out of the pepper. So that's that. That's the way things are looking. And statewide, we'll give it to you. I'm not going to give it to you right now, but all the games involving state schools that are relevant. Uh, I see a thing here. This is Virginia-Miami TBA, but I think it's a 3.30 start. Virginia and Miami down in Hurricanes land. So there you have it, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, your update on some information like the AP poll has three teams that are not from the Power Five. Oh, by the way, the SEC has six. The Pac-12 has six. Each of them have six in the top 25. Uh, last time, I think Pac-12 led with seven. Big Ten, three. Big 12, three. ACC, three. And Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish and Notre Dame are an independent. So there you have a breakdown there. And then a breakdown also here. Now, this is what surprised me. We've got a couple more minutes. Let me throw this at you, Bruce. The uh, Robert, the Bruce. Uh, Jerry Palm, who usually does mainly basketball, uh, you know, because he always puts together the, uh, the, the the brackets Jerry Palm does for Sears. He's doing a college football playoff. Now, listen to this. Are you sitting down on the other side of the glass? I am. I got Georgia playing. Get a load of this. Uh, the his number four, his number four, Texas, Texas number seven in the AP. I had yesterday the I can look it up, but I had yesterday the poll uh, from the coaches poll. But regardless, you get the point. Texas would well, would be leap free, leap frogging Oklahoma, Washington, and Ohio State. Palm does not have Ohio State in here. I guess because they'll get beat by Michigan, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think they will again. Uh, so Michigan is number two, Florida State number three are his semifinals. Texas a four. Ah, everybody's got to lose and they got to win out. Texas it, will have another shot at Oklahoma most likely. In, in the, the Big 12 title game. Yeah, and Washington nearly lost to Arizona State, could have lost to Oregon. Mm. They've got a tough road still ahead. So, so his logic and what he's thinking. Oh, Just surprising. Just the way I look at it. Yeah, I can no, you're, see you're laying happen. out losses, and that's what, that's, what, that's what he's doing. That's what you're doing. Uh, as far as New Year's Six Bowls, you ready for these? I'm ready for them. Washington against Air Force in the Fiesta January 1. Yeah, currently Air Force is the highest-ranked group of five team. They don't have a tough schedule remaining, so they got the mm. best chance to finish undefeated. Tulane well, does have that one loss. 
Who does? Tulane has one loss. Because I think Tulane is the actual best group of five, but they do have one loss to Ole Miss. Louisville will play Ohio State in the orange, according to Jerry Palm. I believe Louisville will fall off, but uh, if they yeah. kept at this rate, they'd be in. Well, they replaced North Cackalack because they got beat by Virginia. They lost their slot. Right, as for now, North Carolina has. We, Louisville replaced them. And last year, North Carolina, after a loss, started to fade as well, as did Drake May. So we got to keep an eye on that. Ah, ah, there you go. All right, how about this one? This is, anyway, the Orange Bowl will be December 30. Another one on December 30 is the Peach Bowl. And this is one you just don't see very often. You ready for this one? I'm ready for it. Penn State locking horns with Alabama. Yeah, you don't see that matchup a whole lot. No, you don't see... Uh, you don't see Alabama very often out of the college football playoff back to back years. That, that was my point. Uh, sit down for that one because Alabama's in a New Year's Six bowl game. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Gene Stallings was head coach at Alabama, and did they back in the early '80s or mid '80s? Did they beat Penn State? I'm one for one on my. Wait a minute. Let me think about that for a second. Choices when I said the Giants. And the Tigers were in the World Series uh, against Ivan this morning. That was, that was tough. Uh, not uh, not the uh, – who was he saying was in there? Anyway, regardless, it, it wasn't who he said it. I uh, had that one right. Uh, so I'm going to think – got to go back to look at Sugar Bowls, Alabama and Penn State, and Gene Stallings, who played for the Bear, won a national title back then. That's in the uh, Peach Bowl. And then the Cotton Bowl, December 29th. Uh, how about this one? The Ducks and the Sooners. Uh, that'd be a fun one. Yeah. Well, you get to this point, they're all fun, I think. Yeah. You get to some of these other bowls, and it's like, I think I'm going to go take the dog for a long walk and a nap in 35-degree weather outside, and that's that. I mean, some of the bowls, you just, you'd just you rather do push-ups. Yeah, I think it's mainly just a big deal for the schools because they get yeah. the money for yeah. it. And, it. and if you're an alum, you get yeah. excited. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, really the only, I'm not barking against it's them. It's the only value. Yeah. And, I, and I did have a story earlier. I got everything off the printer. And I'm, I'm having uh, one of the arguments was that the Duke should be in a bowl game. Well, you knew the job was dangerous when you took it, as they said, George of the Jungle. And when Madison was got in, uh, who knew they would be this good in FBS? What was the record last year? Eight and three? I believe so. And so they're 15 and three since they've joined. Right. I got to go back and look on the printer during this pause coming up, but there was an argument to be made that they um, should be in a bowl. Well, yeah, I'd like to see and think they should be in a bowl, but the bottom line is uh, they know they're not. Now, they'll get to a bowl. It's been, an, you know, we've looked at it before. If they're not enough six and sixes, to qualify for a bowl, Madison might get a bid to a bowl because they're not enough teams six and six, and the NCAA well, don't want to put a five and seven. They don't want to put a five and seven in a bowl, so they're not eligible uh, even after their win. But in second year transition, these teams, some of these other teams, are not eligible. So uh, let's see if there's not enough sixes, pair of sixes, maybe they'll get into a bowl, but. The rule's the rule, dims the brakes, 
And I would love to see something happen that they could get in. Well, here, but it's got to get through the rules or a, a team's not enough six and sixes. Go ahead. Well, here's something that Duke's fans can look at for that. They play Old Dominion, who has four wins, Coastal Carolina, who has four wins, and Appalachian State, who has three wins left. So help deny those teams bowl eligibility. So if they are able to beat them, they'll help their calls out a little bit yeah, if, if those three teams don't become bowl eligible yeah, in their yeah. own conference. Yeah. They got four games left. It's no, they, they got, got five one, games left. Yeah, they're they seven got one and against. They got one against. Well, they they play um, Georgia State, and they're already at six wins. I believe they're either five and one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're oh, they're six and one. So you can't. Work, they're already bowl eligible. But they also yeah. play UConn, who's one and six. They will uh, not be going to a bowl game. <laughs> no, no, how, no way, nowhere. Yeah, I'm just I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look that up. I'm gonna go look on the printer right now. See if I can find that story. All right, stay with us right here. One zero six one ESPN tomorrow. John Avery at eight twenty. John Freeman, the voice of the Cavaliers, with a great call over the in the win against Carolina down in Chapel Hill. And then John Marcon, he'll be eight forty five. John Marcon at nine. John Day tomorrow. Stay with us. If you're looking for compassion, you may have come to the wrong place. Matt Josephs isn't mincing words. He's a coward. We can no longer call him River Bogron. And while he may believe in luck. Of course, there are things that you got lucky about. He's here to tell you what you need to hear. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 4 on 1061 ESPN Richmond. Doesn't seem like everything. And we're here. We love uh, talking sports. Uh, This is on the list of week eight overreactions is what this is called. Uh, Boy, they talk about Michigan here. They face nobody ranked. They face nobody ranked either currently or at the time of their meeting. But four of Michigan's eight opponents have winning records. Two of them are already bowled eligible. Well, Rutgers and UNLV. Wolf. Wolf. So the Wolverines have not played a ranked team. Yeah, their schedule has been. Uh, What's their signature win? Michigan's? Yeah. Uh, let me see. Hang on just a second. Michigan's signature win would be uh, they don't have one. <laughs> well, their best win, you'd argue, is Rutgers because they received two votes in the AP poll this week. Oh so that's their God. signature win. I, yeah, they, they, um, I mean, Ohio State might beat them this year because they played a tougher schedule. Anyway, getting to the Madison thing, it says NCAA should do the right thing and let Madison in. This falls under overreaction. So, uh, you know, in other words, they're not they're going to get in. And that's right. That's the rule. And that's the way it goes. All of us here in Central Virginia, I would think, would say, hey, it would be great if they could. Uh, yeah, they should go, people are saying. But bottom line, they signed the deal. That's that's what it is. Uh, two-year waiting period. Not every team making the jump has been successful, like uh, Madison. They're 15-3 and three, uh, since they came in. Because they only played 11 games last year, right? Right. They didn't play 12. Right. So... We're out of time. Doggone it. And we'll save some of this for tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, Michigan, boy, they haven't played anybody. I mean, how can people pick them to be second or first? You know, some other little outlier polls have Michigan number one in the country. They haven't played anybody. I mean, it's the same thing with Georgia and Ohio State. I, it's, yeah. Ohio State has a Penn State win, but Penn State never wins the big games. It's just yeah. hard to find a lot of great wins this year. Well, they beat Notre Dame. 
Oh, yeah, that's true. All right, we're out of uh, all right, we're out of time. Uh, I want to thank, of course, Coach Houston for coming on with us this morning. Uh, again, tomorrow quickly we have John Avery eight twenty, John Freeman eight forty five, John Mark at nine. We have a lot of fun tomorrow. Rather Bruce, thank you for your work on the side of the glass. I want to thank all you people that call and listen. We would not be here without you. And if you have a thank my my sponsors, without them we wouldn't be here. If you have a need for their parks services, go see them. Tell them you heard it here. They will take care of you. I promise. Jamie King back at seven tomorrow. We're back at eight. Thanks for listening. Your home for.